Hey, what's up, everybody? It's David. What's up? It's Eddie. Obi, are you there? I'll be. Obi. Well, everyone, uh, sad news for this episode. Obi could not be with us. He actually had to work tonight. So, listen, we're not going to never stop any of us from making that coin. So, Obi, make your money. We will see him on the next episode. Obi, but as for him, say on us at the Met Gala. (laughs) 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 Just a no show. You hear me? I'm not mad, though. We still love you, Obi. Yes, it's all love. Yes. So, again, we are them Southern boys. I know we were gone for a minute. Now we back with the drop off. Hey, you know, know, that's my jam. (laughs) But, no, we're back. Uh, We took a couple weeks off just to kind of, like, you know, live life a little bit. We all kind of had some busy schedules going on. So, it's kind of hard to, um, you know, really gel three people's busy lifestyle into you know, one to try to get us all together at one time. As you can see, it clearly didn't work. <laughs> and it's been a lot of shit going on. Right. We all <laughs> been going through a lot. So, um, yeah, this is, we'll, we'll, you know, get into that later. But, you know, Eddie, tell the people what's been going on with you lately. What's what's new? What's, what's new with you? But, y'all, ain't nothing much really new. You know, this consulting thing is popping off. So I've been really busy with that, getting my travel schedule together. You know, trying to be booed up. I might have me a little junk, you know, a little something. Come on, junk. We're going to see on, you make it past July 4th. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but that's really been all that's going on in my life, you know, making sure that I keep myself together. I had a couple of doctor visits, dentist visits, trying to get my holistic body together. Had some therapy sessions, a little yoga, you know me. Oh, come on. The ratchet hippie. That's who I am, the ratchet hippie. You better be living your best life. You hear me? Yes. <laughs> What's been going on with you, David? Well, you know, it's just a lot. You know, I've, like I've been saying, I've been plugging it. I've been uh, really going forward with my photography business, uh, yeah. DRSet Photography. So that's been going pretty well. I've been seeing you um, popping with these fine niggas. <laughs> Shut up. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. If you need an assistant, <laughs> let me know. Ciao. When you start really doing good. news shoots, I'm going to be right there. <laughs> and the crazy part, I actually had a few people ask if I did news shoots. And I was like, of course. Like, it's not a big deal for me. If that's what you want to do, I'm here to capture your moments and make you look fabulous. That's my goal. Okay, let me know. And I'll be there to hold a light. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that's been going pretty well. You know, I've been working a lot here with, um, you know, my job. But I'm also, you know, trying to find other different, you know, sources of income and, you know, really still um, trying to find ways to uh, get back into the advocacy field with HIV um, in our community. I mean, I still I never really left it. And this is also a platform for it. But I kind of, you know, want to get back into it a little more than I have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing is I've been just being able to take a step back and really see the community for what it is and be able to identify the needs and see where the gaps are is kind of something that I've been doing. And I think it's something that we need to do just in general as advocacies in our community. Um, just be able to take a step back and actually view the community and see the needs and be able to go in with fresh ideas. So that's kind of what I've been doing now. So I think probably like in August, I'll start doing some more um, oh, engagement hello? work and stuff like that. 
Say that one more time, uh, David. I think oh. it went out of commission. Oh, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. No, I was just saying, you know, I want to, you know, take a step back and probably around um, August, I'll jump back into some more uh, advocacy work where I'm more heavy in the community and doing some more uh, engagements with a- with agencies here. So, you know, just trying to get my life together. All you right. Know? Come on. So, so you know how we start all of our shows are, or you know how we start all of our shows off. What is wrong? So first of all, I've been drinking this Jack and Coke. Hello. Um, I it's got been my, a long day um, at work. <laughs> I'm being a little ratchet tonight. I'm drinking Moscato. Girl, he is drinking a ghetto Kool-Aid. I can't. Well, you I won't can't. judge me. I can't. You know I where I'm at. Moment. We thought. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Memphis. <laughs> Let's, first of all, if I hear another person from Memphis say, because I'm from Memphis, I'm going to fight you. Because y'all make me absolutely sick. Like, I'm supposed to be scared because y'all from Memphis. Yes. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yes, we will put you on the first 48. Like, y'all invented fighting. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Y'all drive me insane with that. <laughs> My God. I'm from Memphis. You know, hands. We be ready. Oh. I beat up a few of y'all Memphis girls, but I'm going to leave that at that. Oh, Lord. The ratchet. Sure. Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying. But, you know, that's why we are the Sophista Ratchets. <sighs> anyway, moving on. We're- you know how we, we start all of our shows off is with... First of all. So, Eddie, what's your first of all? So, first of all, I know I just said I might have me a little boo, but before that, in these past few weeks, you know, sometimes I go through me and dates, not really too much anything else, just a couple of dates. I like to date. But there's been this huge epidemic of people saying, quote unquote, let's just be friends. So we've been going through these weeks of courting each other, maybe going on a couple of dates. If not, maybe a lot of texting, a lot of calling, FaceTiming. I don't know what people with Androids do. What do they do with their video calling? Do they have a... Uh, it's um, um, I, I, IMO or something like that. Yeah, mm, whatever. Yeah, there, there's something. Yeah, I mean, they, they I, you know, face, Facebook messages is probably what they do. I don't know. I don't know. No shade to people with Androids. I just don't know. But anyway, so we have weeks of communicating, and then it's just like, let's just be friends. And I'm like, well, suck, look. I got no. enough friends. <laughs> I have some really bomb ass friends. I don't need to be your friend. I'm looking for a boo. I'm looking for the come up. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm trying to be boot up, boot up, boot up, boot up. Yes. You know what? I'm sick of her. She need that, <laughs> that song is on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's cute, but they play it forever and a day. So, you know, I'm trying to be cute, take some engagement pictures for Dion said, you know. Yes. I'm trying yes. to get up in so this night, and then people want to talk about, let's just be friends. Or I think friends would be good. And I'm cool with that as long as you communicate it. But in the middle of our, like, intimacy, not even intimacy, our intimate moments, because I'm more about how you can blow my mind. Not really more so of, like, blow my back out or let me blow your back out. Let me blow your Ooh. mind. You know what I mean? And so I've had these mind-blowing-ass conversations, and then he become talking about just be friends. But, but sir, I just blew your back out. 
Let, let's mm. just be friends. We, we can be friends with benefits. Mm. I don't want to be just your friend because I can go to brunch by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I hear you and I understand you. That's my first of all. So what's going on with you? What's your first of all? Well, you know, first of all, happy Pride Month, happy everybody. Pride. The month of June has been dedicated as Pride Month, a month that we can celebrate uh, the LGBT commu- LGBTQ community, um, a time where we can really uh, see those that support us and care about us as we live our lives out loud. Which is a great thing. Um, So y'all know I've been kind of living this Wakanda forever life. And, you know, so I'm all, you know, I'm I'm here for my community, the LGBT community. I'm here for us. Um, I Ah, love us for real. But just know that I, I, I will say this. After being a part of the New Orleans Pride well, you sound here like in, my, in my hometown. Pause. Oh. Now come out. Okay, can yes. we, am I good now? I don't see, listen, we're trying to work with this Wi-Fi. I don't, I don't know what's going on. We're we going to work it together. We're going to work together. I'm your e- Right. But no. <laughs> but no, being a part of the New Orleans Pride here during June I saw the reason why black prides are okay, necessary. Come on. Um, reason being, of course, the prides during June get all of the huge sponsorships, get all the money, get all the get all the attention. Um, but they definitely leave out people mm. of color, like. It it just is what it is. I and I'm speaking for my for my own city. Uh, I'm being very critical of it because again, this is my city and this is how I feel. I think it took them. They've taken some major steps mm-hmm. in inclusion, but it still was very, very, very not for us. Like if you've ever been to if you ever been to New Orleans. You know that there is uh, one black gay bar in the city, in, in the French Quarter, which is The Page, owned by Willie right. Mackey and his uh, husband, Bobby Mackey. Shout out, shout out. Um, they're not on the same like street or area as the cluster of gay mm-hmm. bars that are owned by white people that are f- frequently um, heavily populated with white people. I mean, we go in there every now and again and have a good time. But we know that, you know, those bars don't necessarily cater to our demographic, right? So, all of the events that were had were held, of course, by the cluster Mm -hmm. of bars. So, like, you know, when they do the big concert, when they do, like, any, like, day parties or the street stuff, it's all over there, which is fine, and I get it and I understand it. But it still shows this disconnect that you have with the black community here in New Orleans, the black LGBT community here in New Orleans. Now they tried to make it so like blatantly like, Oh, we're very inclusive. Look at the new route that we took for the parade. 
So normally the parade route never comes past Mm -hmm. the page. This is maybe the second year they've done it. The first year they've actually advertised that they were coming. So that they show the route, they came past the page, and it was nice, and it was fun, it was great. But it still did not feel like it was for us. Like there were some black dance marching groups in it. There was a couple uh, black floats that were, like a couple floats that were purchased by uh, black LGBT clubs here. And that was great, but it did not still feel like it was for us. So I see the need for black pride um and the cool thing is like i didn't like we don't really and so well let me back up it's so crazy here in new orleans our black pride isn't as big as say like an atlanta's or dc's or like a houston black pride or even uh the juneteenth party they do in um dallas and it's so weird because we're such a big city that we don't have a huge presence. Now, mind you, our official Black Gay Pride is during Bayou Classic, which is the weekend after Thanksgiving. So if you're in the area, come down to New Orleans. We're going to have some great a great time. We're going to have some parties and all that stuff. Um, it's, also, it's called Bayou Classic Weekend. That's a big uh, HBCU game between Southern University and Grambling University. So the city's going to be popping. It's going to be lit. Lit. So come down and hang out with us. But it's so crazy because a lot of people don't really know that that's our official Black Gay Pride weekend. I don't think I knew that until like last year. Right. So it's not it's not really heavily advertised, but, you know, it's that's our time. So that was my first of all. It was just that like, you know, happy pride, but know that like Black Gay Pride still matter and they still exist for a reason. And I saw that reason clearly a couple weeks ago. And that's exactly what um, I'm super big on black gay prides because that's a place for us. That's a place where we can go and be ourselves because even in Memphis, like only a couple of years ago, did we get more inclusive, but before it was very separated. And then a lot of people Mm -hmm. forget about the black trans women, the black drag queens, the black femboys that really stood up for the the revolution of LGBTQ rights. So I'm definitely right. all here for Black Prides. Yeah, so that was my first of all. I just, you know, happy Pride, first of all. I just want to say that again. Happy Pride. Live your life. Be bold. Uh, be courageous in who you are. Uh, live in your true self. Yes. All that type of stuff. You, our Black Pride was this past weekend. It's always Father's Day weekend. So we had Tri-State Black Pride. We had... Um, there were a few others. Amen does a phenomenal pride as well. There was a lot of seminars, a lot of parties, pool parties. Trina came. I think Cash all came. Um, my girl, and you know, Nat, Nat, here. It was really popping. I didn't really go to anything because I was busy. <laughs> and this is my first pride not working. Now, remember, we're in public health. So this is going to lead to right. our next topic. But in working in public health, Pride for us is sometimes filled with working. Work. So <laughs> this was my first time just being not working, not um, aligned to an agency. So I said, oh, I'm tired. And I really was tired. So I didn't really go too much. I missed a lot. But I saw so many pictures, and I was so happy for my um, TV family. And they were really popping this weekend. Well, that's cool. We all still need some, you know, some downtime. So, you know, take it when you can get it. Hello. <laughs> okay. 
So we're going to move right on into public health. Like he said, you know, we all work in public health and, um, you know, pride times is our working time for us. But also in this month, it is also National HIV Testing Day, which is June 27th. It is next Wednesday. Well, it is Wednesday. I'm not going to say next Wednesday because, yeah, well, you know, whenever the show airs, it's going to be Wednesday. Right. It's going to be June 27th. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's going to be Wednesday, June 27th. Um, now, this day has been dedicated for people to go out. Uh, know their status, uh, to really get involved in their community about um, any HIV awareness uh, programs and campaigns, Um, but really and truly just so we can shed light that this uh, disease is still an epidemic and it's still, you know, a heavy epidemic in our communities um, as black people, but also as uh, black, same gender loving, gay, however you want to identify males so a day like uh june 27th is a day for you to really take action in yes. your health and i think it was super it's I super guess. great because i think it was started like in nine the mid 90s maybe 95 and what happened mm-hmm. was i feel like it was a lot of reasoning behind it because it helped to destigmatize hiv testing because so many people are afraid to go get tested. So many people are afraid to know the results. But the only way to know your status is to get tested. So June 27th is an important day. And I always tell people you might want to go before that day because it might be kind of busy. But there are so many places you can True. go get tested. Um, there's a locator widget, shameless plug, on HIV.gov where you can go easily oh, type ahead. in your zip code. And you can find all of the testing resources in the area. They list it by agency name, as well as uh, the hours of testing. And for testing day, you can get tested Mm -hmm. anywhere. Walgreens has a big push for it. Yes. Health departments in your city, I'm sure, are doing a lot of testing. And it's free. F-R-E-E. Free 99. (laughs) Free 99. You get the results that day. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I'm a big, I love Walgreens for what they do for uh, National HIV Testing Day because literally every Walgreens just about in the country is literally opening their doors for agencies to come in and to do testing. Uh, we all go to a Walgreens. We all know what the nearest Walgreens is at around the house. So I think, you know, this this company being so available to the community on this day is an incredible yes, thing. Because this, I do know, I'm, I'm losing my statistics because you know I'm getting old, but I do know it's one in seven. There's one in seven people who are living with HIV that don't know it. So you never know who that mm-hmm. one person is. So it's always better to get tested. And no matter your results, knowing that you will be fine and you will be able to empower your own health because if you're negative, there are so many ways that you can stay negative. There are so many options like PrEP, uh, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis, which we talked about a few shows ago, that helps prevent you from being um, becoming diagnosed with HIV. There's condoms. There's uh, so many, so many things that keep you negative. And if you're positive, there's HIV treatment that definitely 
will keep you alive long and healthy lives. Like I've been living four, almost four years, and they had no issues. The more issues I got is mostly with yes. On my nerves, but HIV testing is huge in the community, and we have to <laughs> have to make sure that we talk about it because testing is one of the biggest components of our work as HIV advocates. And I know we wanted to talk about that. You've been talking about agencies Definitely. before in our pre-production call about how agencies can lend to assisting the stigma and how they can also lend to erasing stigma. Very true. I mean, just knowing from working in an agency, uh, working for different agencies and uh, being in a position where I could observe different agencies, you got to see the process for someone coming in to get an HIV test from walking in the door to leaving with their results. And I think one thing that really scares a lot of people is that you have to talk to so many different people while this test is being processed. Like you talk to the receptionist, some agencies have a pre-counselor person to fill out the paperwork, and someone has another person that actually administers the test. Then you see another person to talk to about your risk factors. Then you go back and get your test results. And, you know, if they want, if they have referrals, they send you to the people to do referrals. It's just so many people and so many steps that I think is really like hard for people to to take at once when you're really going in First of all, for a test that is life-changing, um, the results are, I don't want to see a whole lot of different people. I don't want to talk to a whole lot of different people when I'm just literally going in for this test. And I think that's a big barrier that some agencies have is that your testing process, you have eight, you have clients seeing three or four people yeah. before they get their results. Um, that can be disheartening to people because I know I don't want to see that many folks, especially if they're afraid to come get tested. No. Or if I've never even come to your agency before. So that's why it's always important to have people that look like the community. But I don't want to see every person that works for your agency that looks like the community. You know what I mean? So I Correct. a lot of agencies Correct. have changed their policy to say, like, you know, we're going to have one person test you. And if you have any referrals, then we'll send you to that person or we'll have that person come into the room. And even Contact like you said, you. allowing right. or having just a multitude of people at your agency that know how to test. So that way, if someone's busy, because yes. we're all going to be busy throughout the day, but there should never be a time where there's no one available to administer a test. To test, yes. Yes, I think if you work at a... At a HIV agency, I don't care if you're the receptionist to the CEO, you have to be able to administer a test. Like, that's what we got in this field to do, to do prevention, to do outreach, to do research, to do uh, treatment, whatever it is, it all starts with this test. And I feel like everyone needs to be competent on giving this test. I had my whole staff trained. Anybody, I don't care if you did linkage to care prep or um, government policy, whatever you were doing, if somebody needed you was come doing that. You could test. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, But you know, there's also just so much stigma still around HIV and I think in our own community, uh, the black uh, gay Sandra Delano community, I think it's 
Am I back? Yeah, you back. Am I back? Okay. All right. Whew. I'm trying to shake this Android spirit off me. You know, I, I I'm covered in the blood you of Apple. You just got a um, MacBook. You know, <laughs> MacBook, iPhone, <laughs> Apple TV. <laughs> you know how I work. <laughs> iPad. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. It's no child. But no, it's just I think we the stigma that still plagues our community is and one really big one that I know in New Orleans we had to fight was confidentiality was huge. And still is kind of huge. I think we had a lot of people that were in our community that did not want to go get tested um, at certain agencies because of past stories of oh if I get if you get tested there they're going to tell your business or if you get tested there everyone goes there for treatment so you know you can't as you know if you go there you see one person you're going to see everybody in the community they're going to tell your business and it's just it was something that we fought for years to change this that that mindset of people in our in our community which I think we've done a really good job at doing that now to where people feel a little more comfortable getting tested. Mm-hmm at the different agencies here or getting or getting treatment at the different agencies here. But I mean, when I tell you it was a battle, like there, like it was dead set that people were saying, I'm not going to this agency to get tested. I'm not going here to get treatment. Like we had people literally willing to drive Uber bus 25, 30 minutes outside of the city just to go to a different agency so they can get treatment because they didn't want to go to, a certain agency in the city. And we just really have to fight a lot of that stigma of like, no, 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 no. Trust me. Maybe you need to step back. All right. That's what I just did. All right. So I was like, no, I think the biggest thing we really had to fight was that, was that stigma of like telling people that all agencies are still working under this HIPAA umbrella that, these people love their job more than telling you tease. And they don't want to go to jail. That was my thing. I told people all the time, especially when I saw them and they came in to see me for, for counseling or for treatment adherence, I straight up told them, baby, I love my job and my humanicor too much. <laughs> Tell your business. I ain't got that money <laughs> to pay that fine. So I'm just going to take Right. That too. I just that just wasn't my thing, but I know in New Orleans that was huge, like fighting the confidentiality stigma of like if I go here, someone's going to tell my business. Yeah, that, that was big, like, that was huge. just like, like you said with agencies, because there are, are a couple of C community based organizations. But come on, you about to say yeah, CBOs yeah, real quick? <laughs> but they um they've done some work here. There's a lot of more work that needs to be done, but of course it's a it's a process. Like you said, it takes a long time. But my advice to people is you are who you are and you need to get tested. Even if you find a way to get tested, there's many ways that you don't have to inconvenience yourself. There's even the at-home that you can do as well. But there's nothing like talking to someone because you might have questions. And unfortunately, sometimes you might have to go to an agency that is only delivering HIV services. But... There was never any shame in my game because I was like, I need to get tested. Girl, fuck what you heard. I'm finna go up in here with my parents. 
Right. <laughs> and you know the thing is, I I appreciate the at home tests mm-hmm. for what they are. Um, they're readily available tests for anyone that wants to you know get tested right then and there. But I I would I would recommend and prefer people to go into an agency or go into an office to get tested because, like you said, you may have questions, but I like if testing yourself and finding out by yourself that you are now living with HIV, that is like I don't know how anyone could handle exactly. that alone. You know what I mean? Like anything you could all your thoughts are gonna rush through your head. Like you never know what how you're gonna react or you don't wanna be alone no. in a time like that. I don't want you to be alone at the time. Like and that. you can go to the agency and get you some um, extra condoms, some extra lube for free. So <laughs> go and take up that free offering, sis. Go and take that money. I mean, go and take that um, condoms, bro. And you might get a gift card. Handfuls, walk out with handfuls, bagfuls, however much they will give get you. Get what you need. Take it. Ain't that what they say in church? Get what yeah. you need. So again, <laughs> get what you get what, take what take what you need, honey. Take Woo! just what you need. <laughs> but again, like we said, National HIV Testing Day is June twenty seventh, Wednesday. Go out within your city. Go to hiv.gov to you know plug in um, your your what's it your zip, zip code, code to find mm-hmm. out to find out where your local testing sites are. Um, again, these, these tests are free, free 99, go get tested, know your status, um, and encourage your friend to go get tested. Yes. You know what I mean? To, you know, bring a friend and bring a friend, exactly. you know? Exactly. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. So do we, you know, do we, we still need to touch more on public health. I, look, girl, just go get tested Wednesday, Yes, y'all. go and get I, them tests. Like, <laughs> I just don't know how to scream that enough. It's like it's it's free, it's available. Do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for your health. Do it for your knowledge. Um, as cheesy as it sounds, knowledge is power. Um, I, I I really it, it angers me when people say I'd rather not know. Yeah. Um, that's not you want to know because at the end of the day, you can take care of yourself. Exactly. Like you you have that knowledge to now say, okay, now I want to live. How do what steps do I need to take to live? And for those yeah. of us living with HIV, get in care. Make sure you are. You can also check out the HIV.gov for places to get some treatment. And knowing that you don't have to pay for it all. If you got insurance, it no. helps. But if you don't have insurance, you don't have to worry about it. There's Ryan White to help pay for your lab vis- lab costs, your medical visits, your medication, all types of stuff that you need like take advantage y'all like like it's it's here to help um so take advantage of any hips our paycheck yeah not directly but <laughs> i you know what this the girl this this is where we turn right to hot topics i'm not about to play with you at all. <laughs> hot topics hot topics so Let me get my mug like windy <laughs> So, what do we want to start? What do we, do we want to start? Let's, you know what, let's do it. Over, I think it was last week, um, y'all president, because um, he ain't mine. That um, man. 45, you know, he pardoned 
Alice Marie Johnson um, from jail. Now, she was in jail serving a ridiculous sentence for uh, a petty drug possession charge, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. Um, and the person that really advocated for her was someone that I definitely wouldn't wouldn't have thought or guessed or imagined or dreamed would have ever done it, but it was Miss Kim Kardashian West. Mm. Um, she pulled together her resources. She got her lawyer team, her legal team on the case to really review it, and she really went to bat for this lady even going as far as meeting with y'all president in the office of um, the president of the United States that he is um, hijacking to talk to him and really, you know, uh, try to get this lady pardoned. And last week she was, and she was awesome. She was released from jail um, it was such a crazy sight because I actually saw the like the video footage. Like, so they released her in his van, and they maybe drove right outside the the prison, pulled over the street. She jumped out, and her family was in one car. They just like legitimately was in the street, hugging and showing her love, and it was a beautiful thing. That is um, beautiful. They sentenced her, I think, to life. Like it was a stupid charge. Like, and she served twenty one years over something that literally she could have just been on parole for. Exactly. And then hearing her story, because I know she lost her job or something like that because she had a, a gambling addiction or whatever, and she was getting divorced. I think her son had died, and it gets hard. Money gets hard, and so. I guess that's when she became a part of the drug tra- trafficking organization. But I don't even think she made drugs or even sold the drugs because she was convicted of like money laundering or something like that. Right. So shout out to Kim Kardashian. Thank you, girl. You know, I'm not your biggest fan, but. You know, I, so I will say this I am not a fan of the Kardashian empire like that. But. This was one thing I would have to honestly say that I'm like, okay, Kim, you use your evil powers for good. You think she was trying to pull in some some power so she can can make up for Kanye or, you know? Well, no, because power. she got a, no, because she got on the people good, uh, Good Morning America and said that Kanye legitimized uh, 45, and I said, girl, that's when you lost everything for me. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just I, I tried to let you make it with with this, and I thought you did a great job. But then you got on got on this Good Morning America interview and said, "My husband, Kanye West, legitimized uh, President Trump." And I was just like, "Girl, I know you lie." I'm sick of her. So we're gonna stay on Trump, but uh, Kim, girl, get them braids. Get your life. But anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> if you can stop culturally appropriating us, please. Oh, and then they're not even out it. Like she got them done in one. So, Trump <sighs> under fire for the detention centers with the children in cages, the families being separated, people being imprisoned. Like these people don't know what's going to happen with their livelihood. They're in jails or in the 
people have called them concentration camps. Have you heard that? I have actually, and it's so crazy. I saw a picture. I was watching like the images of like the kids being separated, the kids in these like cage, literally in cages. Like it just it it's horrible. It was and there was deplorable. It just was like. I just, it was just, it, unimaginable. It's heartbreaking, that. and like, to see that he's using them kind of is like a pawn to get his point across. And there's people. I got into a heated debate on Facebook of people saying, "Well, the children shouldn't be used as pawns by their parents, but technically, we're on stolen land, so we created this country off of a theft. Ah. So at that point, our not even our ancestors." the white people, your ancestors is thieves. So you brought us over here and now you're trying to keep other people from coming over here because we have helped to create um, a culture of you can live the American dream. And we don't know what these people were under fire for, for risking their lives. Now, mind you, these people risk their lives to come across the border because maybe they're escaping like crime or escaping death threats. Who knows? What, but they're coming here looking for a better life. And here we are locking them up and killing them and taking their kids away from them. And for nothing more but just you want to flex a power or you want to, you know what I mean? It, it, you're, you're playing this game and you're using people's lives as as the pieces and it's just not okay and then you know and he didn't even have an executive order no, you know that nigga just did it a memo. he sent a memo just ridiculous but um you know a couple days you know a couple days ago they were like well no we're gonna go ahead and um uh, file this you know and say you know we're gonna go ahead and make an executive order to stop the the separation of families and and the, the the separation of children and their families. And I'm just like, so you allowed this to happen for a week, exactly. And then turned around and then got on got on camera and was stunting like, oh, you know, this is something that we've been something I've done, something I've been trying to do for years, and you know now we've actually stopped it, and you know we're living a better. I'm just like. You on the stage really stunting for the cameras, and I don't understand how anyone that supports him does not see this. Oh, they're blinded. Uh, like, they, and it's I don't so... get it. It's frustrating because he is legitimately up here just using people and and doing it all for his own gain. Or for his own amusement, yeah. in a sense. This is ridiculous. He's ridiculous. But it's crazy because now that he's had to go back on his words and his actions, now he's trying to act like he did it in the beginning. Right. So if you've noticed, Trump always blames other people. It's always the Democrats or it's always the immigrants or it's always Mexico. It's never any type of accountability on himself to say, I didn't do this the right way. Right. Or I didn't do this the the way that should have been done. Because even when he met with the, was it the Korean? Oh, kid? North Korea. Kim Jong-un? Uh, Kim, was it Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un. Kim something. Not Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but um, no disrespect to the Koreans because I don't want you coming to blow up my house. Okay? So... That was just, to me, it was a, a publicity stunt. 
instead of a political move on both sides. So I didn't really get that political sense of what was going on. I feel like it was just a lot of, hey, I need to take these pictures with you. And even then, in his press conference, he was like, well, yeah, I said this and this and this and that. But if they don't come back on it, then I'm just going to say it was their fault. You admitted that you weren't going to take ownership of what you had done. Right. Like, it was definitely... It was, all of that was a lot of just smoke and mirrors of like, how can we, how can I do something or how can we as two tyrant ass wannabe dictators, well, one tyrant ass dictator and one tyrant ass wannabe dictator, how do we come together and make it, make us seem unified like we're trying to do something better for the world? Where really and truly both of y'all was up there just having a pissing contest. Yeah. Like it, like, it was foolish. Like, I'm tired of sitting here of us allowing him to say and do things. And we may challenge it on Facebook or we may say little things. No, we need to start contacting our congressmen, yes. contacting the senators, and say, call him on his shit and stop supporting him because this is foolish. Yes. So he that goes back into the advocacy. Like, we have to take a stand and we have to let people know how we feel because saying it on Facebook is cool, but when it comes down to it, that's just social media. When we start calling our senators, our House of Representatives, our um, elected officials, the mayor, whoever it is, making sure that they understand that their constituents are concerned. Because these children are out on, they give them mylar. or They look like doggone potatoes. So okay. it was so upsetting because they were just laying there with these I'm getting upset thinking about it. Laying with these, whatever you want to call it. And some of them are in cages. Like, we treat our food better than we treat the doggone kids. Like, people are afraid of having, what do they call it, free-range chickens? The kids can't even go on free-range. But you're going to let the chickens run free-range. Woo! I'm getting upset. Let me sip my Moscato. Please sip your sip your ghetto juice, honey. Well, let's go on. You know, just cont- I just will say this: don't be those people that say I don't watch the news, I don't read the news. Don't be the don't be that person in our community, in the black gay community, black same gender loving community. Don't be that person that says I don't read the news because we need to know what's going on in the world around us because it involves us. Yep, please Amen. stay aware. Amen. Just off the top. Moving on. So there was another story of another black boy shot by another police officer. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I laugh out of frustration because it's getting tired. Like it's like the same storyline, the same issue. He was a teenager, seventeen years old. Ahead, it's ahead, so frustrating because they had a suspicion. Vehicle. It wasn't even the vehicle that involved in the shooting. It was just a suspected vehicle. So all the what was his Antoine? I forgot his last name. Jesus. All Antoine did was run, and they shot three times and shot him three times. He was unarmed and black. So when people were asking, was it a white officer? The court, the response representatives was like, I don't see what that has to do with anything. It has everything to do with everything and i don't even think they were wearing everything body cameras to do with it 
So at that point, it's like, what? Is, and even if they were wearing body cameras, they've con- they've um, let Child, off people oh, who clearly have shot folks in cold blood. Why they were wearing body cameras? With body cameras, yeah. So foolish. I just, huh. I'm not gonna lie. I don't want to read the story. It's on CNN. You can find it somewhere else, but. I'm just exhausted talking about another black boy being yes. shot. I'm so it's so sad because you don't know who it, it could be any of us at any time. Right. All I can say is black men stay aware, stay awake. I'm not gonna say stay woke, because I just just don't just stay stay, stay woke. awake. Know you know your surroundings. Um they gonna find you move. Won't catch you sleep. Oh, that's my song too. Sorry, I just had a praise break. (laughs) Just, you know, stay awake, know your surroundings, move intelligently. You know what I mean? Move intelligently. And however that may sound to you or come off to you, just move intelligently. And know your rights. Know your rights. Right. Like, ugh. God. Make sure you stay up to date on the current laws in your city, your county, and your state because we have certain rights that the police officers are g- going to try to use their power in any way that they can. But there are so many ways that we can fight for ourselves by and not have to get shot. Now, ugh, they will do what they want to do and they will say what they want to say. But as long as you know your rights... You have every right to say what you want to say within your rights. Right. I said a lot of rights in there. I hope you got what I was saying, y'all. Know your rights. That's all I wanted to say. (laughs) So we're going to move on to... It's hot topics, but it's definitely in the mix of hot topics and pop culture, so it'll be a good segue. Um so I and it's so crazy because I grew up actually loving the show, um, but you know the reboot of Roseanne is now canceled. Woo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, damn! I know how you feel. <laughs> um, so a little backstory: uh, Roseanne Barr, um, who in her real life is a Trump supporter, and I need people to really understand that. <laughs> Um, got on Twitter late one night and made some um, stupid racial comments toward, um, oh my gosh, what's the lady's name? I'm blanking on it. Valerie Jarrett. Yes. Um, Just in her Roseanne Barr fashion, speaking out of her ass, and being dumb. Stupid. Um, I just don't understand it. So, of course, ABC being the network that they are. Oh, let me tell you what, um, they, what she said, y'all. So this helped me get on Twitter talking about, you know, Valerie Jarrett was a... She worked under the President Obama's campaign. So this helped mm-hmm. had the nerve to say that she looked like a, a mix of something with a monkey, Planet of the Apes. And I was like, I saw the tweet. Now, mind you, I saw the tweet, and I was like, wait, let me look up who Valerie Jarrett is. And it was a black woman. 
And I was like, you I'm had to have known. Because in 2013, I think Roseanne got called out for calling a black woman a monkey then. If I got called out on Twitter and I'm famous, I ain't never calling nobody else a monkey. I ain't even saying the word monkey. I'm mm-hmm. calling you a little um, little brown thing. Like, she, I don't know what made her think that that was a good idea. And blamed it on Ambien. <laughs> and got back on Twitter and said, well, I took Ambien and it made me really drowsy and uh, it really made me do some funny things. Girl. And you know what's funny? Like, I have a lot of friends on Facebook that have spoken out about that and a couple of them are Ambien users. And she, one of the girls said, um, speaking on behalf of an Ambien user, racism is not one of the side effects. <laughs> uh, and the, but the crazy part was, Ambi, like the official Ambien Twitter site said the same thing. It said racism is not one of the side effects of taking Ambien. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. They got that right, got her right together. But, um, you know, so at that point, you know, ABC got wind of this. And the president of ABC decided to cancel Roseanne, the reboot. Thank you. The Channing, is it Dungy? Dungy? The irony of it was that the president of ABC is a black woman. Hey, trust black women. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> she said, no, ma'am, no more. Thanks. She Have said, a sashay away. away, honey. Sashay away, Roseanne. But even within that, you know me, I I saw that and I was like, damn, yeah, fire her. But now what happens to everybody else on this show? What happens to the other cast members? What happens to the the production? What happens to the lighting guys, the, the camera guys, uh, assistants? Like, because you made one tweet, you fucked up all these people's jobs. Yes, that's they coin. Like, man, I would have came. To, I, I'm sorry. If that was me, if I was a camera guy, if I was a lighting guy, if I was a product, if I worked on any way, on any parts of that site of that shoot, baby, I'm coming. I'm bringing it to your door. You we know, you know what we do in Memphis. I'm coming to Roseanne House because <laughs> I'm from Memphis. Because I'm from Memphis. <laughs> But I am happy to know that they're going to do a spinoff. I think it's called The yes. Connors. Yes. So that, I'm, I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. I'm, I'm just happy that these people have a job again. I'm happy that Roseanne is about to spin off into Oblivion and just do something. And wherever she's at, I just, I'm just happy that people are working again that had nothing to do with this. She gonna, I think she made a statement that said that she regrets the circumstance. Oh, this is what she says. I quote. I regret the circumstances that have caused me to be removed from Roseanne. I agreed to the settlement in order that 200 jobs of beloved cast and crew should be saved. And I wish the best for everyone. Child. She had no choice. Exactly. Because they was probably ready to bust her head. Because I like how the cast members came up and said, you know, we do not support this. This is not what we are about. Foolish. Foolishness. Well, Roseanne, you have fun on whatever ranch that you're gonna be on. Sayonara. Trump gonna give her a job. Who was that that said you'll have a job at the White House? Was it that um Huckabee girl, Huckabee Sanders? Yeah, I think she tweeted and said you can have a job at the White House anytime or whatever. Okay. From what I hear, they turnover rate isn't that good either. So 
The Shade. Ooh, that goes into our pop culture. The Shade. It does. It does. (laughs) Jumping right into pop culture. I don't know about anybody else, but I am living for Pose. Yes, me too. Category is. Yes. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait for the next episode. So for those that don't know, that that does not know. Oh, Lord. For those that don't know. (laughs) Pose is a show that's on FX. It is by the creator. Uh, Oh, Lord. He's done American Horror Story, Glee, 911. Ryan Ryan Murphy. The name escaped me. I'm sorry. By Ryan Murphy. Uh, I knew the guy's name. I was just like, I just couldn't, couldn't get it up. Uh, by Ryan Murphy. Um, he, like I, like like Eddie said, he's done shows. He's done the whole um, American Horror Story franchise. Uh, he's done Glee. He's he's done great work. And this has this show that he's doing um, highlights the the ballroom scene in New York City in the. In the eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. in the eighties, and the greatest thing about this show is that he did his research. Yes, like he did research. He talked to people. He really did, like, and he hired the right folks to do their research with him. Thanks. He was not because he knew that black gays would have nailed him to the cross. Yes. But you know, I have still seen some people that are upset and saying that it is um, capitalization off of the ballroom scene. Have you seen that or heard that? I haven't, but not when you bring it up, I can see parts and inklings of that. But I think also he's bringing the ballroom scene. And the history of it to life. Yes, I can. I can see if he just did a show of like you know he maybe went to a ball or two, got his life, and decided, girl, let's make a show of this. And you know what I mean. And then he made the show, and it was just horrible. But I see that you can tell within the first episode that he took his time. Baby, that first episode took me too far, too fast. I watched it real late. But how do you open up a show like that and have me on the floor? Listen, if you follow me on Facebook, you notice that maybe I started watching the show a week ago and I went through every emotion. Yes. Just in the first episode. And I think that's the like part the where it's not a capital capitalizing on anything because I believe that it's more about just the history, like you said, because you see about the gay family, you're learning so much because there are so many people who are intrigued by this. And coming from public health, a lot of our colleagues want to know more. So I always tell them, hey, it's going to be on something. Watch Paris is Burning. But now we have something like Pose that is an Mm up-to-date show that has a phenomenal cast, phenomenal writing, phenomenal cinematography. It's just an awesome-ass show. Right. And just to give you a little background of it, like we said, it's... Uh, preferably just the umbrella is the ballroom team in the 80s in New York. But it follows um, this one trans girl, which, and I will say this, baby, the trans girls are 
Slave. When I tell show. you that you first mother, um, Electra. Bay Bay. Electra and them cheekbones gave me life. But it follows, like we said, this one, really one trans girl who decided Blanca. to step off Blanca to step away from the gay family that she had because she just didn't feel like she belonged there. And because she was so different, so she decided to become her own house mother and take on these kids, quote unquote, misfits. Um, and then you go through the story of the one guy, what's his name? Uh, Damien. Um, Damien, who wanted to dance. And he, you can tell he lived through dance. And dance was his outlet to be who he was. Secretly and at home, he had to, to cover it up. Um, his dad allowed him to dance, um, but he couldn't do it. Like out of the public mm-hmm. kind of thing, so he got so frustrated because Damien went to this dance class, and the dad's friend saw him dancing. Uh, found a, a gay magazine in the house and decided to kick him out and disown him. And then the mom was like, "Just apologize." And then she saw the magazine and she was like, We're, "You're just you're just done. You're out." So kick the guy out, and it just follows his story. Of being a dancer, and then it follows another girl's story of like trying to find love. And it's just a be- like. Let me tell you, the first couple episodes, the first two episodes I saw really took me through. Um, it's, it's so such great a good show, y'all. Oh my god! And I, we say all this to say, yes, watch it, watch the show. <laughs> so, I, so I was looking at the ratings. So the first episode got about six hundred twenty some odd viewers. The second episode, it dropped from six, like I said, six hundred thousand to like maybe five hundred and twenty. No, five hundred fifty. The third one dropped to five hundred twenty, and so it's just like as the ratings drop with these companies and these 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 um, advertisement firms and all that, what these networks do when they see a drop like this, they cancel the show or they don't bring it back for a second season, and the show like this really. It's putting a spotlight on our community. Yeah, some people may turn around and say it's it's it may be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, uh, taking advantage of our community or, or taking advantage of the ballroom scene. But really and truly, it's opening up a world that yeah. most people didn't know or don't know about our culture. Um, like again, like I didn't know most. Um, much about the ballroom scene until I actually sat and watched Paris is Burning um, and uh, uh, leave it on the floor. Um, and then, you know, Pose comes out and I'm just like living for it, honey. Like I, you know, I went to my first ball maybe a year or two ago and I tell you like I got my life. Now you don't leave to about seven or eight o'clock in the morning, but you know. Well, we left at like three or four. Sure. Was my first ball, so, I didn't leave till the sun came up. I was like, uh-uh, I got to go. It was so good. The energy was so high. Like, it was competition, but it was still love. It was shade. It was still no. It was like, I want to read you, but we still love you. It was so good. And this show really does present all of those aspects and all those facets of that particular scene in the black gay community. 
girl, it's just y'all gotta watch it. It's on FX. Comes on Sunday nights. Nights. Please, please watch it. Stream it. Whatever you gotta do, but I need you to watch this show. And tell your y'all. friends to watch it. And if you ain't got cable, go over your friend house to got it. And you can watch the show, but definitely make sure that you are telling people to watch the damn show. Because we want a season right. two already. Right. If y'all can bring M back, uh, if y'all can bring Empire back for seasons four and five after the way it's going, y'all can bring the show back. No shade. Empire. Oh, no shade. <laughs> anyway, child. So... Over the weekend, well, this past week, we know that Jay-Z and Beyonce started their All The Run 2 tour. They've been in London the past past weekend. And, you know, we're all members of the Beehive. And I have to be honest, I was very, like, upset that you started a tour without without your music. I'm like, I'm not about to go see On The Run 1.5 all over again, which were just different outfits. I'm not about to do it. Uh, but then Saturday comes, mm. this glorious, glorious Saturday. Now, all right, I, I need the tea. Actually, <laughs> um, at this person's house that I'm interested in, and we're interested in. We'll talk more offline, girl. If y'all want to know, you know, you know I had a I had a date, and it was nice. And after the date, we went back to his apartment. We watched television because that's just something that we love to do. Um, and I get a text message. Jay-Z and Beyonce just dropped an album. Oh, crrr. And I was like, ha, 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 you're funny. Wait, she's done shit like this before. Let right. me check my sources. On let a Saturday. Let me, let me check my Twitter. They're talking about a new album. Let me go to title, which I don't have anymore, but you can still open it up. Here it is, the Carters. Everything is love. Woo! And I, I was impressed. I actually like I sat and listened to this album album maybe three or four times before I really got into it. I listened to the single "Ape Shit," which is my favorite. I don't know how many times. Listen, it. I like it, and the reason why I like it is because. They're really being open about their relationship. They're showing that they're telling you everything. If you really listen to it, they're telling you everything. Like, I mean, Beyonce said, like, I met this bitch that you were cheating on me with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she legit saying that. Then you got Jay-Z saying, like, I turn a Super Bowl down. Like, you need me more than I need you. Like, I, like they are they're telling a lot about their personal life was what and then what they normally don't right. do. So I just I felt so connected in a sense, but then like when ape shit came on, I don't know what it was, but that beat went hard, and I'm sitting here like, so Jay and B, y'all really just gonna be on this album just spitting like this? And then you got Beyonce rap down to ape shit. I twerks down, and I'm not a twerker. (laughs) Tonight he's not. (laughs) <laughs> you about to make me choke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let any fool you, okay? <laughs> Don't be spilling my tea. I'm not Jay-Z or Beyonce. 
Girl, we over here drinking sweet tea, not lemonade. Uh. Hello. But it was so funny how they shut down the Louvre. Like, I, I think they turned down Kim Kardashian's wedding, but Beyonce and Jay-Z can shoot a video on mm. short notice, y'all. And that's the crazy part. Like, when you see the visuals to this video, it is breathtaking. Like, they're in the Louvre. You see the Sistine Chapel. You see the Michelangelo. You see... The, they doing cornrows in front of the damn Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, how much blacker can you get? And it is so beautiful. Like, the the dancers yes. are all different shades of black. And these nude, like, leotards and, you know, outfits. And it's just a beautiful image. Like, the imagery is everything. Like, watch it however you want to watch it. Like, Say what you want to say, but we'll get into the imagery that they're giving and how, like, they step the like they they step the level up of videos when it comes to stuff like that. It's just like so beautiful to watch, but then they spitting so hard on this ratchet ass beat. I'm just like, this is crazy. It's crazy, and then I love one of my favorite lines is like when Jay Z was saying he got her this diamond from some fancy place. And she was like, yeah, you fucked up the first time. We had to get remarried. I almost shouted. I'm finna shout now. I had to run. Like, but be honest, like, they, like, legit gave you, like, insight to their life. Like, she literally said, you cheated on me. I need a whole different ring. And then you married again. Like, like, oh, my gosh, I just love it. I just can't. It was good though. Like I like even if you're not a Beyonce fan, like just if you're not a Beyonce fan, if you're not a Jay Z fan, really just listen to it because they they spit some real stuff about their relationship and it's really like it's good music. Now they are very shady for um dropping their album on a Saturday, <laughs> uh, the day after Nas dropped his album. <sighs> like like it showed, and now mind you, I'm about to show you I'm a real hip hop fan. Like that showed that Jay Z is still <laughs> still butthurt about Illmatic. <laughs> it showed like okay, I'm gonna steal a little bit of your shine, but it also like if I I believe if I'm not mistaken, yes, Kanye produced Nas's album, and it just showed that Jay really still don't fuck with Kanye, like. Just, he just dumb. So it was like, well, you know what? The best way we're going to hit them is hit them in their pockets. Like, that's my thing. Listen, if you if I got beef with you, I'm not about to fool with you. Like, we're not about to fight in the street. I'm just going to hit you in your pockets. I'm going to get your lights cut off. Hello. And then I think I saw on maybe Justin J's like Twitter or Facebook, how Beyonce hit like one of the posts, like a meme or something. <laughs> Petty. Yep, being petty, 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 being super Ooh, petty. Oh, that tickled me. Girl, Beyonce did what she was doing. Petty, I don't care if you talk about some, oh, it was a slip. Girl, you thought you was on your other Twitter account. <laughs> right. Right. It was on that secret page that nobody know, girl. So, anyway, we're going to move on. We got one more pop culture topic that I really wanted to hit on. And I, I still have to do my real, real research on it, but... Over the weekend, maybe last week, it's been this big buzz about um, this show. It's a YouTube show. It's a black LGBT show. 
uh, called Chasing and well, it's called uh, Chasing Reality Atlanta. So it's really like it's like a franchise, but it's like Chasing Atlanta. And so what the clips that came out was from the reunion. They had this huge, massive fight at the reunion. So because it went so viral, I said, "Okay, let me take a look at what what was going on." So. I just watched the reunion show. I'm going to go back and watch because it's season two reunion that went haywire. So I'm going to go back and watch season one, episode one and go. So they've got a fan in me already. But I watched the reunion show and it was hosted by T.S. Madison. Go Maddie. Shout out Maddie. Uh, I actually sat on a panel with her uh, last year. It was so cool. Yes. She was really sweet. Um, but yeah, so it was hosted by T.S. Madison, and she started off really, really, it started off really good. She was like, you know, I'm here to support, you know, because everything here is black gay owned, black gay operated, and that's, you know, she really shouted out everybody on there. A lot of the people on the cast had their own businesses, starting their own businesses, starting their own brands, really trying to make a name for themselves, and that's really what the show was about. Um, you know, this, I believe, like six or seven people just really living their lives in Atlanta, starting their brands, building their brands, or helping people with their brands. But it's still a reality show, so there had to be some sort of drama, some sort of issues, and, you know, from what the reunion show, that they had their issues or whatever. Um, and it just went from, there's this one cast member. Um, so, well, I want to do, I'm starting at the beginning, kind of, like, trying to, like, put it all together for everyone. Okay. There's one cast member... Now she was there in a ball gown, looking gorgeous. Uh, Jalen, Jalen, yeah. And one of the cast members kept calling Jalen him. I think that was Devon. Devon, correct. Devon kept calling Jalen him. Now Maddie stopped him and said, "Okay, sis, hold on, because I'm all about you know people, you know, being late labeling themselves." So she. So T.S. turned to to Jalen and said, sis, I see you sitting here in this beautiful ball gown. Um, um, Devon is calling you. He, I just want to make it clear, like, how do you identify yourself? And she just, and, and so Jalen said, uh, you can call me whatever you want to. If you want to call me him, I'm him. Today, I'll be him. And so Maddie's like, well, okay, girl. Well, you know, if you want to be him, you want to be him, that's fine. But then she was like, you know, I'm okay. You can call me she, you can call me he, whatever you want. And so I think Maddie got a little frustrated, but she was like, you know, girl, if that's what you want to be called, you know, whatever. So the show kept going. Now, Jalen really, I don't want to say started a lot of the mess, but was a main issue of a lot of the drama with everyone with feeling like she uh, – was around people that didn't have their own businesses or wasn't on her level, felt like she had to like defend her boyfriend or make believe boyfriend or whatever it was. Uh, she said some real foul stuff to other people. And then she really go to the stage being the diva. Now, Devon, I could tell he had a few cocktails before. And that's what got on my nerves. And he just was like really like going at it with everybody. But and I, the thing is that I really appreciated about what he was trying to do was that he was also trying to call people out on the bullshit, saying, well, that's not what you said. 
when the cameras wasn't rolling, we had a conversation about this, and you now you're doing that, you're being fake, you're doing that. And I, I appreciate what he was trying to do, but I think the alcohol took over where he couldn't really articulate what he was trying to say properly. Okay. But I got it. to me not liking him. But I got it. I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to say, don't be fake in front of the cameras, or don't be fake now that we're all sitting here, like, you know, for the reunion show, say what it really is. But he just couldn't articulate that properly because he was drinking. Um, he was too loud. And it just got, he was, he was loud. He was on his thing, but you know, he, the, the issue started coming up, but then there was another cast member that was late. Oh my gosh. What is his name? And it's going to drive me crazy. Gardini. Uh, Gardini. Gardini comes in like, listen, I love my people, Gardini, like, because when we come to dress, they come, the, the cast came yeah. dressed, honey. Gardini came in with this beautiful jacket. It was all right. I think it he had, yeah, <laughs> give him his guts. He looked good. I had to give him his guts. But Gardini came in with the receipts of everything. Gardini came in, but you know, I think, so Gardini and Jaylon just never got along. They went They've always had an issue. Always had beef, and so Jayla, like I guess Jayla kept feeling like Gardenia just continuously kept picking at her, and because I didn't see the season, I couldn't say I couldn't make you know heads and tails of it. But on the reunion, like Gardenia really was strong in his viewpoint of saying you're fake, this is you, blah blah blah. He he really honed in on Jayla. Yeah, says scam, recognize scam, so, <laughs> right. <laughs> when, when Gardini said that I kind of died on the inside Dad, of the honey, I was I on the flow like that's scam working by scam but he really was like pulling out the receipt saying you know you saying that you're a hairstylist girl you, your license has been pending since 2015 you have no LLC your businesses are not valid blah 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 and then you know he pulled out his LLCs for his businesses that have been um that have been uh, LLC since 2015, you know, saying that J-Line had a make-believe boyfriend. Like, they were just really, really going at it. And so there's another cast member named Q that was on the stage. Q and Devon just did not get along, but I think it was issues with uh, Devon's boyfriend that just really made the scene just go crazy. So at this one point now, Devon is up. Saying, you know, fuck everybody, y'all being fake, and the third, and Q, I've been waiting on you. He started taking his shoes off, and then out of the blue, you see uh, Devon's boyfriend run up and say, y'all could get it. Then the melee starts, and hey, and all hell breaks loose, and I was just like, this is crazy. Chat. The reunion was an hour and a half long, and I was tuned in all 90 minutes. You hear me? I'm here for LGBTQ <clears throat> produced stuff. And I'm not going to be overly critical because I know it takes money. It was just really, really funny. And I was really sad that they were so drunk. You know how on a lot of reality shows, they have like a lot of money. Yeah. They they give their people training on certain things. You know, what to say, what not to say. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the rawness of it because, baby, they got into the rawness of all the tea. <laughs> It was just scary because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen? Like, what is going to happen? But they kept the tea going and the fight didn't pop off to the end of the show, which is normally how it goes. But I just hate that they got into it like that because they're all like, 
business people. Right. And that was something that I actually, and it's so crazy. I was watching like another YouTuber, uh, Ty Couture, shout out to Ty, uh, the Bishop. And he was really like talking about like, y'all are all here for y'all brand. Like y'all need to make sure that y'all are, at the end of the day, you're protecting your brand. And J-Law made a statement like, I don't need to show this show. Does it make me money? But it may not make you money. Like you may not be making money from this show, right. but you're making money because of this show. Like no one would know who you are if you didn't have a platform of this show. And I just thought that it was crazy that she really like would say that. And then not understand the ramifications that sis, you're on the show. And now I'll, you have this diva mentality and this attitude. No one's going to want to book you for that. And then now Devon, you're trying to start off your catering company but here you are on the stage, like allegedly drunk and going crazy. I'm not going to hire you to, to cater my event and have this liability for you to like go crazy on a guest. You know what I mean? Or me. Mind you. Or me. Mind you. Not to attempt that probably won't happen. But the fact that we've seen this, this from you on television or on YouTube, or on the Internet, it looks bad. So it's hard for you to really like, you know, sustain your brand. When you're acting a fool. But I hope this really puts a lot of stuff into perspective for all of them. Because now mm-hmm. they get to see how they look and they get to hear how people perceive them. Mm-hmm. And like Jalen said, mm-hmm. he she was trying to really like hone in on herself. Because the first season, she said it wasn't in the best light. And I guess in the second right. season, it was still in the best light. But she said she was trying to do better. But hopefully this is a wake-up call for all of them. Look, y'all got to get this money, honey. Right. At the end of the day, it's about making this money and building your brand of people. So focus on that. I'm interested to see who's going to come back for season three. Me too. Like not like, and it's so crazy because within a controversy and the and the, the neg- like the negativity and the fighting. I'm actually intrigued because now, it, you know, I would have never known about these people. I would have never known their stories if I didn't see the fight. So now I'm intrigued to see how you spin it to make it a positive from preferably gaining a whole lot more uh, fans or people that are interested in your show. Because, I, like I said, I went to the actual show's YouTube page. And the reunion video has ninety three or ninety seven thousand views. That's a lot within a week. That's a lot for our community for a show in our community. That is a mm-hmm. lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So I'm interested to see how y'all really make this change. Well, I watch the next reunion. I can't say I watch the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna watch it. Chase, listen. Chasing reality, I'm watching y'all. If anybody's listening that has a plug to them that, you know, if y'all want to want us to review y'all show, I'm here for it. I'll do it all day, every day. I'm here to support. I just need less of the <laughs> Right, 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 right. Then I'll watch. <laughs> just to be then we'll watch. But anyway, so we're going to wrap this show up. And like we do every episode, we wrap it up saying, what you not going to do? And Eddie always adds on extra claps. That's you know me. <laughs> so, Eddie, what you not going to do? So, I don't know if you guys have heard about all of the drama with Nicki Minaj and a Twitter user, right? Girl. 
So what's crazy is I follow this guy. We follow each other, actually, and we've had regular communication. So my thing of what you're not going to do is you're not going to slut shame. And I'm not saying Nikki was slut shaming. I'm not taking any side um, of either person. It's just the overall message of get rid of the slut shaming. People do what they want to do. I don't care if people have sex with 100 million people. As long as you're protecting yourself, you can have sex with 10,000 folks in a day. And I'll just be like, well, honey, girl, <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk about how you can stay safe. But you can't be out here saying, well, people don't need to have sex for money. Because I'm just going to be honest with you. There were some times when times got hard. And I did a little strange, some shit that was strange for some change. That's just, mm-hmm. I'll spill my own tea on that time. But it's because I am... a a sexual person. I'm very sex positive in the sense of I don't want other people to be ashamed of their sexual explorations because that leads to them having higher risk in their um, capacity of acquiring HIV or another uh, sexually transmitted infection. So if you're doing it behind closed doors and everybody's not in your business, okay, cool. But if they are in your business, own up to it. Like, Girl, you shouldn't be afraid that you have... Because I take the word slut, and I've spun it around. Because if you call me a slut, like, okay, whatever. Girl, please. Just like how people turn the word nigga around. For me, slut is not anything that's like... I'm not afraid of that word slut. And if you call me a slut, sometimes I wear it with a badge of honor. Because I had fun doing it. So all of the the sluts out there, all of the people who have... Don't let me say sluts. I take that back. All of the people who are engaging in a lot of sexual activity, be yourself, honey. Be free. But if you have a sexual addiction, talk to somebody about it. But if you just want to have fun, have fun. Even if you're single, you're in a relationship, if you're in an open relationship, have your fun. Just do you and be proud of who you are. Now, you ain't got to go around telling everybody. You know, you ain't got to tell everybody your business. But if you want to, that's your business. Tell the people. I don't care. But stop slut shaming these hoes. And I say hoes in love, not hoes as in hoes, you know. That's a good, like, you know, it's. This goes back to what I always say. Mind your business. Exactly. Like, don't allow someone else's lifestyle or choices to affect how you move in these streets or leave you with an opinion. I really could care less what the other person is doing. I mean, of course, I want you to be safe. I want you to protect yourself. But I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to look down on you. I'm not here to frown upon you on your decisions you have made. Because like you said, sometimes you had you had to do something to take care of you. And that, by any means necessary, honey, take care of you. Child. The sex is too fun so to be ashamed of it. Okay. Cause I, <laughs> let me hold, if let you're me doing hold, it right. <laughs> let me hold my mule. So, David, what's your what you not going to do? <laughs> so... What you not gonna do is play with me on Facebook, and this is where this Uh-oh. comes from. So, if you're friends with me on Facebook, of course you can follow me. My name is David Armstead. Go ahead and follow me, A R M S T E A D. Um, 
about a week ago. About a week ago. Hey, hey, week hey, ago. hey. Um, about a week ago, I got a message from this guy that I knew, um, just inquiring more about me. Um, not so much like in a sexual sense, or well, it kind of was, but not so much of like wanting to have sex with me, but just was you know intrigued about some things about me. Um, so a little backstory for those that don't know: in 2006, when I was going to school in Minnesota, I had what they diagnosed as a stroke of the spine that had me paralyzed for about nine months. Um, it has left me with a little bit of a like a limp when I walk. Um, I'm in physical therapy, trying to get all that together. But, you know, it's just something that, that I live with, that I work with. It doesn't really matter to me. So this guy asked me. He was, like, you know, just inquiring about my limp and everything. So I kind of told my story. He was like, oh, okay, you know, it's really you know, it's interesting. Um, and then he asked me, well, can you still have sex? What? Like, huh? Like, uh, like, I was flabbergasted. Like, no? Like, like, and I was like, yeah, I have no problems in that area, you know, whatever. And so he was like, okay, because, you know, me and my friends were just, you know, you, you came up with conversation. What? And, we were just act- and we were trying to figure out, you know, like, you know, what happened to you? And then someone asked, you know, I'm not sure if they can have sex, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of like, I was a topic of your conversation. A like, whole topic, bro. So I legit, hold on, I have to go to my Facebook and pull this up. And so I made a post on my page, and it just was like, of course it's taking forever. But I could just, let me see, maybe I can do it this way. But like, yeah, I was like legit the the topic of discussion, which I was kind of like, Okay, I didn't know that, you know, whatever. But anyway, I can't find it. So the basically it was me saying, yes, I have a limp. I had a stroke when I was 19. Yes, um, my dick worked and it works well. <laughs> and no, you can't have it. Like, it was along that lines. It was like, oh, my God. Like, I just don't. Again, it goes back to what, like, what I was saying. Like, mind your business. Like, if you're really asking those questions really to get to know me and to know more about me, cool. I'm all here for that. I'm an open book. I'll tell you everything about me. But if you're asking just to be nosy or to get the tea or to really, like, try to say something about whatever I'm, I'm, is going on with me, then I'm not about that. I'm not going to entertain you. Like, I just thought it was so crazy that me and my life was the conversation of – was the topic of y'all conversation – Whatever night y'all at. Like, mind you, it was a guy that I barely really know. Yeah. Like, and it was like, and the people that I guess was in this crowd, I knew like one of them. The other two I know from Facebook or they followed me on Facebook or like we've talked on Jack. Nothing serious. It was just like people that don't know me, but I just thought it was so crazy that I was a topic of y'all conversation. Like, girl, what? <sighs> and then to worry about oh. sex. Like, honey, were you even. You can you even get the D, honey? That's what you need. No, no, that's what it was. No, no, and no. Like you're not even. No, you couldn't. No, no. Even if you would ask for it, no. (laughs) Not today. I just think it's bold of him to come to you like that because that was really low down. But like that's why, and and it was so crazy. And I think because of my (laughs) my post. 
a lot of people, like a lot of my friends were like checking on me because they were like, are you okay? Uh, you know, we normally don't see you go off like this. I just want to check on you. Oh my God. Like who asked you that? And like a lot of people wanted me to, to like reveal who asked me that, but I was like, no, I'm not, that's not who I am. I'm not going to, you know, out these people, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, I was like, after I made that post, the guy jumped in my inbox. He was like, oh my God. And you know, I hope I didn't offend you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's not that it was offensive. It's just that, like, I don't know why the fuck I was the topic of your conversation. And especially to talk about my dangling, okay? Right, which still works very well, as I Shameless say plug. again. <laughs> Shameless plug. It works. <laughs> it works well. Not only does it work, but it works <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. I, I found the post. So it's Bruh, yes, I yes I walk with a limp. No, I wasn't shot or in a car accident. I had a stroke at nineteen. Yes, the yes, my D still works well. I hope that answered that. Watch out, they got that answer Watch then, out. didn't they? Thank you, and it's still going to be the same then, now, Woo. and in the future. <laughs> so you know what? I I'm comfortable with ending our show just like that. I just, you know, thank you guys for listening. Again, you can follow us on all social follow, media platforms. Just Google or just search them Southern Boys, D D E M, Southern Boys, B O Y Z. Uh, get email us any questions that you guys may have. Y'all got D S. Listen, if you are part of the Chasing Atlanta crew. Uh, you know anybody you have a connect with them I would love to really talk to somebody that was like physically there that could really 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 give us the tea because I'm intrigued um, email us at DSB podcast the number three at gmail.com uh, Instagram Facebook Twitter all the same DSB podcast three or just type in them southern boys and we will definitely pop up and i swear i love you guys i've gotten emails i've gotten questions i've gotten uh requests people have been like when are y'all coming back like so i love the support from you guys thank you again remember uh we're gonna be on you know apple itunes i mean oh god apple uh podcast we're gonna be on uh soundcloud just really support us, guys. Just know that we're trying to do something for our community. We're trying to bring you guys great news, great stories. But also we want to give you guys real talk from people that's from the South, that's living this, and that's walking this. So, I'm Eddie. Again, I'm David. At Obi's at work. That's probably Obi. still making Obi that dream. <laughs> so listen thank you guys for listening tune in next time bye y'all